podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Lennon Norris crashes out in Q3. Danny Rick gets P4. And George Russell is very, very lost on the front row of the grid. Welcome to another episode of Lakeside Drive. We're back, baby, for our pre-drinks ahead of the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa. I'm joined by my friends and yours are two Thomases. Tommy T, g'day mate. How you doing? G'day. Yeah, and doing all right. Thomas J Camp with some very exciting news. Campy, how are you? Uh, hello, gentlemen. Very well. Very well. Big smile on me doll this morning. Oh, and tell us why, Campy. Do go well, on. I got engaged yesterday. Got on one knee and uh, popped the question. She said yes, so that was good. So, yeah, I'm pretty stuck. Congratulations, mate. <laughs> Ripping yeah, cheers. you. Well, right, that's as happy as you'll see me the rest of the podcast ever. Whatever. Cynical asshole. <laughs> you would expect your fiance would expect nothing less. Campy, let's yeah, be no, honest. That's good. That's no, good. Congratulations. Uh, well, that's Thank that's you. probably the big thing that happened over the break. Tommy T, what happened in the break for you, except for doing your usual going dark and not replying to any of my messages? <laughs> I, went, I went even darker in, in the uh, off the mid season break, didn't I? You did. Just went radio silence. Nah, because we're still in lockdown over here, so work for me gets a bit busier, but that's fine. It was a good opportunity to switch off from Four Wheel One and Motorsport completely, but I'm back and I'm excited because we're at my favourite track. Yes, we are. Yes. Can we just take a moment just to say every year how beautiful this track is? It is oh, the yes. best track. And oh, Rouge, geez, that gets me going every time I see it. Even though it was on the wet on Friday night, I was like, this is still good. Uh, yes, correct. Uh, and now people are asking whether or not that corner's safe after the W Series Ugh. massive pile-up. Just learn how to drive it. and they'll be fine. Well, I mean, the track hasn't changed. Well, the track has changed a little bit over a period of time, but I agree. Let's leave the track. I mean, they're full sending, right? They're all very brave in W yep. Series and Lando and the rest of them. And think back to Perez a couple of years ago where he had that massive twitch coming up that uh, up the hill and almost losing it, Oof, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting indeed. Well, that's very good, lads, uh, and I apparently am doing some other motorsport, but if you don't know, then you don't know. Um, righto, well. Give him a plug, Tommy. Give him a mate, plug. He's, he's been doing plenty. James is on about 17 different motorsport <laughs> podcasts at the moment. Can't he's the busiest man in motorsport right now. No, so James has yeah. been doing the the Extreme E podcast um, with our good mate, Michael Laminato, and he's got a full-on weekend this weekend, haven't you, mate? Mm. It's going to be uh, – you're going to be pretty much attached to that microphone full full time. Full time. As yeah. much as I'm attached to a, a screen, to be honest, because after this I will catch up on MotoGP qualifying and the remainder of Extreme E qualifying <laughs> uh, and then we'll just see the races uh, very, very mate. conveniently. Uh, MotoGP starts – at 10 p.m. Australian Eastern time, uh, which is good because it means I don't have to watch the pre-race of Formula One stuff because they're going to go yes. absolutely George bloody fanboy nuts and it is going to kill me. <laughs> I can't deal with it. So that's going to be good. And then Formula One will start. Uh, and then, unfortunately, Extreme E starts halfway through Formula One. So, uh, anyway, it's going to be a whole time. I'm very Mate, how's excited. Molly? Bloody rolled Killing it. it. <laughs> just and just kept going. Just kept going. Just what? As you would. What was what that? A legend. Well, we used to being upside down, aren't we, Australians? Yes. Anyway, that's a different podcast. <laughs> if you want to listen to my thoughts on Extreme E, go listen to that. But uh, let's talk about Formula One. Uh, look, Tommy T, you had a good idea before we started recording. Uh, it is roughly halfway through the season. We don't really know. Um, well, we know pretty much all of the tracks, don't we? Except for one TBC 
uh, which could potentially be Qatar, which that will be interesting from a MotoGP point of view. That's an interesting track, Campy, isn't it, for uh, straight line speed? We know the Ducatis do quite well down the main straight. What does that mean for yep. Formula One? Who bloody knows? Uh, I think it will be an overpowered DRS section in my humble opinion. It will be a bit like the back straight in China. You know, mm. towards the end of a race where it's just if you've got fresh tyres on and DRS open, there's no chance of defending. So, uh, yeah, I mean, cool. We get to see another track. That's, and Brazil I'd is somehow on the list still, so that's not going to happen. Um, so it's going to be – and Mexico, so that's not going to happen either. So there's at yeah. least going to be a double header um, in Coda, let's hope. Uh, that would make sense. Do, we should do Coda backwards. That would be cool. Ooh, can you, you imagine coming – do the T1 in reverse down yeah. the hill. Ooh, campy. That is Look, actually very good. It depends on the runoffs, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think you could because just the way the track layout's set yeah. up, it's got mass everywhere. There's massive um, runoffs and stuff. Massive runoffs and safety barriers for the existing track. But why not do it backwards? That would be right. Why not? Well, as Campy's race director, uh, yeah. that would m- maybe a thing. We'll be firing Michael Massig. In fact, Seb Vettel fired <laughs> Michael Massig um, yesterday when had a conversation with him and said, "Well, listen, mate, you know, you know, you're out of the bee farm. Uh, you're not welcome back here." Uh, which is good because he's been listening to what we've been saying for ages. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's talk about predictions then for the rest of the season. Uh, Tommy T, do you want to start us off with a two or three? Well, I'm just doubling down on mine, and Max Verstappen is going to walk away in the second half of this season. I think he's, just seeing him in the media, he's very confident. He's not getting into the politics games. He's not kind of playing these mind games with mm. Lewis. He's just coming out. He's going, I'm just going to pants you for the rest of these these weekends coming up, and he's going to win the championship. Pretty comprehensively, I would think. I think it's going to help having his teammate re-signed and that kind of screw it away as well. So that's good. And I think Red Bull will probably win the yeah. the constructors as well. I'm going to double down on both of those. So that's probably two. And then I think we're going to see Daniel. Well, this could come sooner than later. Daniel get a position Tonight. over Lando and get a Tonight. podium. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it. we could uh, see Daniel get a podium. Yes, well, let's we'll talk about that in a little bit. Campy, what do you think? What you, any any thoughts ahead of the rest of the season? Yeah, look, Danny Rick will get a win this year. I think a uh, win. He'll get a win this year. Yeah. The cars, the cars got some like the cars truly capable, and I just let's just hope it's one of these tracks. Like, let's say we get a Monza from last year. Yeah. Repeat, where Gasly wins. Like, oh, that guy just shouldn't be winning anything, but. <laughs> Uh, I think Danny, Danny Rick will get a win this year and it'll vindicate all the haters and it'll just give him some confidence. Uh, I think Lewis will go on to win the championship. I don't think he'll win it on track. I think Red Bull will lose it for Verstappen off track somehow. Ooh. Sorry, not off track. I think uh, they'll make decisions in the races which... Uh, compromise. Which compromise Max getting points. Right. I think Max, on, I think hands down he'd win it if it was only due to on-track stuff, but I think this is a team game. Mm. I don't think Red Bull... I mean, they've been smart this year at times, but it just seems like most of the time for me, Mercedes just off track at winning that battle by mm. a mile. So I think that's how it'll happen. And I think Bottas will stay at Merck next year. Ooh. I think I think they'll give uh, Russell another year down in Williams and Bottas will get a chance next year. Uh, and I, I think that will be at Lewis Hamilton's directive. I don't think he wants George Russell coming into it, coming into his team. And to even, yeah, I think that's just what Lewis wants. So Lewis will get what he gets. So yep. get what he wants. That's an interesting Sorry. thought, isn't it? Because there is some value still with Lewis Hamilton saying that, but also 
Toto Wolf is no idiot and he has to be looking long-term for the team and saying, well, that's fine, Lewis, but also... You know, you're not here for long term. George Russell is is our future potentially. Well, he is in the Mercedes Junior sense. So, does he listen to Lewis anymore, or does he just say, "Mate, I'm the boss. If you don't want to drive for Mercedes, okay, see you later. That's that's fine." Yeah. You know, no way they're looking at the future when Lewis Hamilton's still in the team. He's delivered them six world oh, championships. And, you know, I mean, Rosberg won one too. Mm. Like he gets to make these decisions. So, I would, normally, I would agree with you, but with regulation changes and Toto being Toto, I just I reckon it's been done already, which is why I think the, I reckon we'll know in the next couple of weeks yeah. that, that George is going up. I just um, wonder you, you but, risk losing George completely if you're them if you wait a whole another year. But if you look at the narrative that Lewis has been playing in the media the last couple of years, it's no longer about. I mean, it's about championships. He doesn't particularly care about pole positions, fastest laps. Yeah. I mean, he cares about race wins, but they're just part and parcel of the car he's in. He's been talking about his legacy in the sport and how he wants to leave the sport and he wants to leave it in a better place. You look at all his off-track stuff that he's doing with uh, diversity and equality and, you know, his political stuff. And he ain't going to let that be tainted by a young junior driver coming in for a year and making him look second rate or average, even at the chance of that. Mm-hmm. He he controls this team, with rules it with an iron fist with Toto, and they are, they are two together. George Russell's still young. He's going to be around for the next decade. Don't worry about when he gets into the seat. It's like if he gets into that seat, it's a when. He'll be in it either not next year, the year after. Like, it's hands down easily. If Lewis doesn't win a world championship next year, he'll retire and go into the uh, – cruise into the sunset with a big legacy, <laughs> and that's what he wants. It, there's no way they're going to let George Russell compromise him. Well, I think Sergio Perez, for me, is the one to watch for the rest of the season. As you said, Tommy, just before, signed again for 2022, which is good news for him. Uh, he'll be very happy that's done well and truly before the end of the season and then therefore after the season – like this time or this year going mm. into Red Bull. Um, and that think will just build his confidence because he knows where he stands. Uh, you know, he's not then not threatened necessarily, but doesn't have to sort of be thinking, okay, well, is Albon going to come back and mm. take this seat? It's unfortunate for Alex. I think that signs his fate now. He's, I think he's testing for IndyCar and that's probably where he's going to head. Had a good result in DTM the other day, so that's good for him. Yeah. Uh, but but I think Sergio is, I think that's where he's looking, uh, probably chasing down Lando for that third position overall in the driver standings um, and certainly where he's starting this race. Uh, that's probably going to be easier for him, um, certainly in that machinery, in the same machinery as Max. What do you he, reckon he uh, Dr. Helmet thought of that re-signing? Do you reckon he was a bit opposed or do you reckon he was okay with it? It's hard I to reckon know he him, orchestrated it? it, to be honest. Yeah. I think if, if you were Helmet, um, and I would be sorry for your loss if you were, uh, <laughs> you'd be thinking, what is the most consistent outcome that I can have for Max Verstappen next year? And the answer yep. is Sergio, without any shadow of a doubt, because if you look at any other talent in the paddock, they're going to have to get their head around the car, around the team. We know how well Sergio got on with, with his team. Like his, Genuinely, his mechanics, his crew yep. were really sad to see him leave uh, what was Racing Point now, Aston Martin last year. So I think that's, you know, there's all of these things combined. Um, and Christian rates him. Christian's rated him for a long time. So uh, I think he would have gone into bat for him. So anyway, that's my prediction is he comes up. I'm with you, though. I think uh, I think Max Verstappen will walk away. 
with this uh, and certainly because they're just looking at the next couple of races and they come thick and fast at us mm. uh, and especially in Triple the next race in the Netherlands, uh, which we won't actually be able to see the track because there'll be that m- many smoke canisters, orange smoke canisters <laughs> going off. Uh, you will just He'll know it though because he's the only one I think that's driven it in a Formula 1 car in recent <laughs> years. So there you go. That's uh, That's what I think. All right, let's uh, let's talk about the practice sessions uh, ahead of qualifying um, because it, God, it was good to be back in Spa. Let's let's just say that, as oh. as you said, Tommy T, fantastic track, the Ardennes, big yes from me. And uh, well, I don't yeah. think Munnis even mentioned the weather, which is why it's been raining. Uh, which is been sacked. Good. You're sacked, Munnis. Hey, what a dud. <laughs> <laughs> must be an Irish thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but we had we had people exploring track limits and uh, losing a little bit as well. Uh, Max and Charles yeah. in basically in the same section of the track, mm. losing it uh, and red flagging the sessions uh, from a practice point of view. Tommy T, what do you think of that well, overall kind of lead up? Yeah, my favourite bit was Kimmy on the pit entry just hitting the wall <laughs> on practice one. Just Kimmy's lost it. He's either drunk at the wheel or he's just given up. He's tapped out. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was great. Obviously, the conditions were changing like they were in Melbourne. Just minute to minute, it was up and down all over the place. It was sun for 10 seconds. And then the thing about this track is it actually drains really well and dries fairly quickly in Mm. comparison to others. So it can be drenched and then all of a sudden it's dry in some spots. And it'd be really hard to navigate. And as a team, you're trying to gather all this information. So I like that aspect of what we get at Spa because – you can't over-prepare. We can't let the laptops come in and just dominate the racing. Mm. There's so much more kind of feel to it than other tracks because of these kind of factors. So it's it's made for an interesting qualifying as we're about to talk about and hopefully an interesting race too. Campy? There, there seems to be two climates here as well. Up the top of the hill and the back end yeah. of the racetrack is completely different end to the, where the pits are and the front straight no rouge. So that always throws up lots of uh, – <clears throat> Lots of variables in changing conditions. So, you know, it might be good to go on dries at one stage of the race, but the other end of the track, still raining, still wet. So, uh, look, let's see what happens. It's going to be an interesting race. But I think the race will be one off track in the garage this evening, not so much on track. Yeah, there's a lot about downforce, isn't there? What about wing choice? Yeah, it's it's an interesting compromise because you've got, Two such long straights in the Camel Straight and the uh, what's the other one down the bottom? I don't know what it's called. The not, back straight. It's not Camel either. Yeah. What am I talking about? Other straight. Jeez, um, <laughs> um, brain fart. Sorry, I'm a bit excited. I had a good day. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> no, it'll be interesting to see. There's that interesting compromise. Sector twos, you need big downforce to make the time up, but you don't want to put too much downforce on because then you're sitting duck on these long straights. So, uh, following compromise, I think it's going to be a wet race tonight. So hopefully it dries and we get some dry running, but we may see what we saw in Imola last year with a uh, drying track and the wet tires actually turn into slicks, mm. you know, so they don't need to pit, um, you know, and you may have issues with warming up tires, getting into optimum temperature ranges, just because of the speeds you're driving and the track being greasy and wet. So lots of variables tonight. I think it'll be one off track though. If it's the garage, it'll win the drivers tonight. So, Well, we know that uh, certain cars like the Ferraris were trying to set themselves up for potentially a drier race today, which is why they're flailing a little bit down the back there. Yeah. Uh, and the same with Alpine because we know last year with Renault and Danny Rick chasing down Max for his first podium uh, in the final lap, that this is a track that suits that kind of 
mentality, that kind of car setup. So it was mm-hmm. no surprise to see both uh, Alpines and Ferraris flailing around towards the back and qualifying. Um, and yeah, geez. Okay. Let's, let's talk about qualifying now and we'll bring this up because I think it's worth having a conversation. The, we sort of mentioned at the beginning, do we need to adjust the track for safety at all coming up through Eau Rouge? No. No. Tommy? No. I think you could maybe put a runoff. Insane, huh? Don't change the track. Yeah. Go on, Campy. Insane, Insane. Insane. Go on, Listen we interrupt the, the rest Massey. of us and then stop talking. <laughs> Sorry, I heard Tommy talking. <laughs> Jeez, this internet quality on your end is terrible. But um, well, Massey's got to listen to the drivers. Mm. I mean, before Lando had his crash, he was saying, yes, red flag it, red flag it. Vettel was saying the same thing. There were some other drivers not. So I think you're safety cautious at every other decision you make. If drivers, even one driver says red flag it, you should red flag it. I mean, it's a shame. But um, in saying that, I think Lando Norris's mistake. I don't think his car was anywhere near in the direction it should have been going up that. Nowhere near the optimal racing line. I actually think he copped a bit of a uh, rear end going through the bottom of Eau Rouge and when he was going up to uh, Radion and it's and it spat him out. Mm-hmm. I, like the angle on that approach when he was going through Radion was well, what? Brundle called it early, didn't he? He was yeah. like, that's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And I think that was his racing line coming into it. But, uh, yeah, you got to listen to the drivers at some stage and we're safety conscious, mm. so double down on your safety conscious. Not that we want to say that as fans, yeah. but uh, – I think it was yeah, – um, he, hasn't, he hasn't had – since he's been race director, since Charlie Whiting sadly passed away, we're constantly talking about him and we shouldn't be talking about him as a race director. Yeah. He should just go unseen and not doing his yeah. job. Yeah, it's yeah. real sharp. I liked, um, it just seems that when problems and variable situations happen, he's always on the wrong end of the decisions he's yeah. made. So Louis Louis Delatraz, I think it was, posted a comment. He was saying, we don't want to change the track, but you need to have a safer runoff because at the moment all these crashes are bouncing back into track, and that's the issue with where that kind of part is. It's also on a hill, so I don't really know what you do with that runoff. But whether you put that super sticky kind of stuff that we see around um, in the, the French Grand Prix – more gravel, I don't know, like change the barrier composition to something else that cushions rather than just shoots you back into track. Because that's we've, we've seen too many in that spot be spat out back across track and just like pinballing basically. So I think that's what the drivers are getting at. They love Eau Rouge, but the risk is too high when it goes wrong, I think. I also love Eau Rouge and a shout out to the Formula One team for putting a, a camera inside Fernando Alonso's helmet. Uh, yes, that, yeah, the, the it just looked, it just looked like it was nothing to him. You know, yeah. it's you know, it's such a, a spectacle to see, isn't it? When you're looking outside the car and and seeing the compression and everything else, to him it was just blink. He's yeah. already he's already tracking along yeah. the straight. So, uh, look, interesting, interesting thought. Uh, but of course, I mean, you know, Lando crashing out uh, was was. Pretty full on. Um, good that he was okay, but let's well learn to learn to adjust your driving style in variable conditions, Lando. Yeah, Jeez, but I reckon no, good full sense. He went, Bloody he went for it. So I'm, nah, was, I'm happy with, I'm happy the fact that he tried he to do it well. Yeah, he was um, the quickest by far. Lots of water and everything yeah, else. But quick. look, let's let's also do a big shout out to the world's biggest gentleman in Formula One, Seb Vettel, who Legend. stopped alongside him to check that he was okay. Uh, which is big and berated Massey over the radio at the same time, which we love. Yeah, as I said, went and fired Massey shortly afterwards um, as the king of Formula One. Maybe uh, that Seb post career can go do race direction. Ooh, I'm into it. 
That'd be mm, interesting, actually. Yeah, I'd be way too biased when something happens to Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> I'm here for it. Seb, <laughs> yeah. here you go. I prefer that. His, Big thumbs up. His shitty German attitude to come out. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. Uh, but, of course, that w- that meant there was only one McLaren left on the track, uh, guys, and it was <laughs> – <laughs> uh, And we didn't see any of his qualifying laps. None of it. No. And what we did see is Lewis Hamilton plodding around in the rain. Thanks again, TV director, for – Seriously. Only- we didn't even see George Russell's lap. No. The most of it. Like, come on, dude. We saw you it in that little purple sector. picture in picture. We saw oh, that was it. Didn't it- we didn't even get Danny Rick's timing sectors up. So yeah. at the end of Q3, I thought, oh, Jesus, he finished yet? And I'm like, I couldn't see the checkered flag next to his no. name. So yeah. I knew he was still out on track. Yeah. And I'm but like, Crofty said he pitted. Crofty's like, oh, no, oh. Signs and Ricardo are finished. Q2 uh, and, and Q3, like, no, mate, Crofty got it You're wrong. finished. <laughs> yeah, dope. Because I, I was watching heavily because I was like, oh, he's missed it. He's missed it. But I was watching him on the uh, driver tracker uh, GPS and you could see he was building up to get over the line with 10 yeah, seconds to go. Yeah. So I was very confident at that point. I was like, Crofty, you friggin' idiot. Like how can you not know that? It's gotten worse. Yeah. I would have thought the summer oh. break would have given him some ability to reset and learn the driver's names because um, right. he really struggles with that. So, But he hasn't. Hooray. Can we, can we just talk about Danny Rick's like uh, improvement from Q1 to Q3 to the last lap. Yeah, I was exactly going to – that's where I was going. Can't be gone. Absolutely. Oh, you can tell when Norris drives his car, he's confident in the drive. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes out in the wet and he puts these stonking laps together because he's confident in it. You see the difference between the two and the confidence in the car when they get in the wet. Danny Rick was four seconds off, and he's he, he's still struggling and coming to grips with that car. I know over the break, um, Seidel made a comment um, saying that, you know, we didn't expect when Daniel came in, we didn't expect the pace deficit. But what we did know really early on is that what Daniel wants in an F1 car and what we provide on track are polar opposites of the spectrum. So anyway... But the growth uh, and the improvement that Danny Rick showed just in three qualifying sessions to put together put a, put a lap together like that to be a second off Max Verstappen in the wet, I think, just goes to you how good this guy is and how adaptable he can be. There's more pace in the car. And in his interview afterwards, he was still shitty. He said, yeah, it was great improvement through everything. Next time I get in the car in the wet, I've made I've, – I've made improvements. Yeah. I'm getting better, but I'm not happy because there's still more pace in the car, clearly. Yeah. So good attitude from DR. Big fan. I like it. I like what I'm Did saying. Did you guys get to see his little uh, one-on-one with Max at the uh, Skypad? No. Uh, that was really good as well. No. It was great. It was good to see the boys back together for a bit of banter. So go back on KO now that you've signed up, Campy, for your free <laughs> trial. Go, we'll watch the start of, go watch the start of qualifying. It's really good. But they're talking about- Foxtel. <laughs> oh, my Here God. I didn't watch the thing live last night. I had other commitments that I was doing. So I went on. I got up at 7 o'clock this morning, put the replay on. Number one, the file format made it fuzzy and visiony, so I couldn't even watch the screen. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to have to watch commentary. Anyway, I got to the point. I only got to see the end of Q2, and then the recorded version of qualifying on Foxtel didn't show the rest of it. I'm like, you've got to be joking me here. So then... In utter infuriation, I had to get on to f***ing KO <laughs> and pay 25 bucks for a monthly subscription to watch qualifying. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm shitty. Someone should reach out from Foxtel and give me a voucher for a year for the absolute 
<laughs> Bollocks that I put up with on a week to week freaking basis trying to watch motorsport. Jeez. Anyway, keep going, Tommy. Oh, it's great. No, I was just saying, it's great to see the boys back together. You can tell that whatever happened previously is all gone and they actually kind of miss hanging out together, Max and Danny. They were great. But you saw all the traffic that Daniel was copying. You saw that he was faster through sections than Max was even Sector in one. sectors of that lap. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really good to see. Um, and even Max was complimentary in certain spots. He's like, yeah, that's great. He's like, you could just tell that Daniel, he, when he was commenting, he was like, I'm trying to preempt things that this car's doing that I don't like. That's why I'm slower, mm. if that makes sense. So he's he's trying to minimize all the over the snaps and yeah. things that he doesn't like. Yeah. So he's driving more cautiously, trying to protect the car from doing random stuff. So he's not confident. He doesn't like it. He's really uncomfortable with how that car's set up, but he's doing the best he can, and he's getting better at it. So fingers crossed he can put it together tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. He's he is working really, really well on this. Uh, and of course, he would have had a good break as well, just relaxing, um, being in LA. If you haven't listened to the Smartless podcast with him as an interview, very, very good. Please go and listen to that. It's a much better podcast than this one because it's got much better people on it. Um, but it was very good to listen uh, listen to that whole thing. Uh, also, well, let's talk about George Russell because this was ridiculous. But as That's Danny Rick said lap. in his post-quality interview, you know, right time, right place, right sections of the lap at the right time meant that you can connect stuff together. George put two purple sectors in. In a Williams, which yeah. is ridiculous. Campy, talk to me about about the success for the, the team, I suppose. Yeah, good for Williams. Uh, again, he's confident in his car. We look at the previous races this season and the, and the gains that Williams have made on track. He is driving superbly confident at the moment. And when you get into the wet, he can do things in that car that his teammate can't because he's not as confident. So um, great for George, uh, great for his confidence. He's doing all the right things to get that seat at Mercedes next year. bit like Perez last year. Everyone in the world was going, Red Bull just signed Perez. The guy's done nothing wrong. And throughout the year, just continued to get results and results and results and show people what he's capable of. So he's doing all the right things. Do I read too far into it and do I think he's better than what he is? Well, I'm still not sold on George Russell. He's, for me, he's only driving to Williams. And, I mean, I think he'll make the step to a top car quite well when he gets there, but I still don't really know what kind of driver he is he's had. Driver he is he's he's had pretty rubbish teammates his whole his whole career and, you know, put him up against a four time world championship champion or a Danny Rick or a Max Verstappen and we'll really get to understand how this guy is. But great lap yesterday and should be congratulated. Yeah, absolutely. It also means that Mercedes do have two cars in the top three. Uh, just not the one that they were expecting, Tommy. A <laughs> uh, bit of rear gunner action likely here from George because oh. into turn one and then down into Eau Rouge, is he going to ha- hold up the rest of the paddock as you know as much as he can? I don't know. He'll stay. Yeah. To be honest, like I know Campy's all all guns blazing for VB, but I reckon that's just about sealed his fate to mm. come out in those conditions to George to do that kind of stuff. I reckon that's. They'll tell Lewis to get staffed because there's a bit of a future there and I think they're going to have to start going, we've got Max to compete with, we've got Charles Leclerc, we've got all these kind of young drivers. We've got Lando now, seemingly. We need to have a young driver for the future. We can't just rest on Lewis forever and Bottas isn't part of that future quite clearly as well. So I reckon that's that's a pretty damning result to get out-qualified by a guy in a way worse car Yep. Uh, in those conditions when you are supposed to be kind of – 
the consummate professional, as Campy would say, in the wet, in all those <laughs> conditions and extracting the best out of that car. So, but you're right. I think this, there could be some kind of, I don't know, looking after his future teammate in some way by just clogging up Eau Rouge, like you're saying, and just letting uh, Lewis sneak through or backing up the pack. It could work well for Max, to be honest, though. It could backfire. Well, as you say, you know, he's got clear air in front of him uh, and at this point a slower car between him and his championship rivals. So really it means that he can potentially sail away pending any accidents or pit stop issues or whatever that he yeah. can build a gap almost immediately. And we know Max Verstappen is the king at building gaps at the moment. As soon as he Big gets into, into that fresh air, he is, see you later, mate. On yeah. his way to a victory, <laughs> uh, which would be good to good to see, but of course uh, Lewis starting in third. So again, you know Williams outqualified both Mercedes, outqualified a you know seven time world champion. Ridiculous, crazy. ridiculously crazy. good drive. Even after the race, uh, sorry, after the qualifying session had finished, and I don't know who the Williams team principal is. It changes every three weeks. I'm not going to bother <laughs> learning this guy's name either. Uh, but came onto Sky <laughs> and said, you know, really happy for him. I think, you know, after that result, Mercedes will have been will have made their decision. Toto will have made the decision. Of course, we want to keep him. But, uh, you know, with a drive like that, I'd be taking him up to Mercedes. We hope that he goes up to a Mercedes. So, um, you know, insert team principal name here saying that, then that's that's a good thing. Uh, for George and it's great for the team the mechanics deserve it like all all the hard work and Campy will say yeah. this you know all the hard work that Claire Williams put into this team to set it up for the right you know fat, fact now to be yeah. able to be qualifying where they're qualifying is good news it's what we want for the sport right we want a Big Williams time. resurgence I'm happy I'm here for it let's do it Nicola Tiffy to win world championship next year <laughs> uh, okay DR as we said in fourth which means he starts behind directly behind George Campy, what do you think we can sort of see from DR off the start tomorrow, uh, tonight? Oh, look, I, I look at the start he got last time in Turkey in the rain. I mean, that was a stonking style. It was a better start than anybody else, in my opinion. Prove me wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, Snuffleupagus, just um, settle down there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think, I think Danny will be cautious in the turn one this time. Um, I would hope that. Someone gets into a tangle, like Max and Lewis take themselves out. Jeez, that would be a great headline, wouldn't it? Again. Um, oh, it'd be great. I think Danny will be pretty cautious. He just needs to get the start. Um, and he'll know after the third, the first and second phase of his start where he's got a good one and what what he's going to do. But I think he'll be looking to jump into that third position. Um, he'll be looking to jump Russell on track. Up the up the straight after O Rouge, so that you know he doesn't get bogged behind a car that doesn't have the race pace. So if he can get into some clean air behind Lewis and uh, Max, if that's the way it happens, then he can just he can he can put time on everybody else while they're struggling to get past uh, Russell. I think that's well, that's what his ideal will be. But you never know; he could be going. He could break really late uh, and come out with the lead to it. I mean, he'll be having eyes forward because in the wet, you never know what happens. Yeah. Max may be in it. You just look. He'll know after the first and second phase of his start what, what he's sort of – he'll have a plan in his mind. He'll have three or four situations, what happens, but he'll know straight Tommy away. Tommy T, he starts on the outside, which means yeah. it's slight Good. danger if someone yeets themselves up the middle. If we bloody watch Lance Stroll, where's Stroll starting? 15th, they should be okay. Uh, <laughs> yeeting himself through. Uh, there is a lot of, I mean, in the wet, there is a good line to go around the outside camp, isn't there? Not just to hug that corner. So, yes, as you say, good. It means. Yeah, that he corner, can, the apex is not. 
yeah, he can slingshot himself around. Uh, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I think that's that's good news. But Tommy T, do you think that he'll get past George coming into turn one, or do you think he'll he'll leave it to take him uh, <sighs> up over Radion? It's so bloody hard because you you want him to have the aggressive mindset, but it's going to be hard for him to not just think I can do so much good for my will with the team and where I'm placed just to get a good result and not risk it all and potentially bin it. Because that, that would be the worst outcome, to be honest, is say I think he's going to be a slightly more risk adverse than he'd want to be mm. just for that kind of current standing of the team. But, man, if, if the opportunity is good, I think he'll go for it. I think he, he's not going to go for oh, it yeah. less than a 50-50. He can't risk it. Um, but I think he's going to be, like Camby said, it's going to be on strategy as well. So he's going to milk the absolute most out of those tyres and maybe you've just got to take take the risk and switch if it's dry earlier than anyone else and try and capitalise and just be super smart with those kind of parts that are still in your control as a team. Um, and let's just hope that they don't compromise him and do something stupid with Lando yeah. and then switch him late or something dumb because I can see Lando coming through the grid quite well from 14th. I think he ends up after his gearbox penalty. Um, uh, yeah. But – I just hope they don't do something stupid like that that we've seen in the past because he's got, he's got what Sebastian behind him. So who knows? Sebastian could get a ripping start or he could spin off and cause havoc. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, let's a, a shout out to two drivers that I was going to say is Seb Vettel in fifth and Pierre Gasly out of the bin in sixth. Uh, both of these guys really significantly outperforming their teammates uh, Seb Vettel's teammate is Stroll starts, as I said, in 15th. What a and, and Sonoda starts in 17th. So there is a real distinct difference in terms of class of drivers in those Sonoda's teams. Sonoda's a rookie, though. But yeah, like but, Stroll, that was pathetic. Yeah, he didn't I, even get to cross the line for another lap. What a yeah, dope. Classic. Yeah, but again, he doesn't have to perform in a team with your dad owns. So <laughs> just do and whatever then he you cracks want. it at the team. Like it's their fault. It's like, mate, you're the biggest Muppet. <laughs> I hate the way he shifts blame. It really does my head in. Yeah. He's classic rich boy, everyone else is to blame other than me kind of attitude. And it really pisses me off. You are not wrong, my friend. Not wrong indeed. But uh, Sergio Perez in seventh. Ocon in eighth, uh, Leclerc after. So Norris did technically qualify in ninth, after, uh, sorry, yeah, ninth after Bottas's penalties and now his penalty. Anyway, yep. there's a whole stack of other people. If you want <laughs> Which to order did the just, penalties go? Ugh. Just go and have a look. But uh, <laughs> Ferrari didn't have a good time either, did they? Uh, and let's talk about what we should be watching for in the race uh, t- tonight for us and today if you're listening to this in Europe. But Ferrari really have a lot of work to do to come back through. We know, though, Carlos Sainz has uh, really been getting himself into a rhythm in, the la- in this season by not potentially performing quite so well in qualifying but making the most of other people's mistakes uh, and getting some good strategy. Tommy T, what do you think we can expect from Ferrari for, for the race? I think they both have good starts. We know that that power unit has good straight line speed. So they're going to be able to capitalize, hopefully, because everyone's going to be slower in the corners and downforce will play less of a part in the wet. So I could see them jumping early um, and then trying to hold on to those positions. But we've seen Charles Leclerc come from behind before. He's not really the most uh, tactful guy. He can just (laughs) cause absolute havoc and just take everyone out and risk it all. But... I think I think I would pick signs to do the better of those drivers and definitely get deep into the points. What do you reckon, Kevy? Uh, Max V Lewis for me. Good. You didn't want to expand on that at all. Just one sentence. 
Sorry, I must have just cut out. <laughs> we'll go with one sentence. So Max versus Lewis, yes, of course, as we said, there's potential for lap one drama. Uh, or they're going to be uber cautious around each other, not really noting where what's going to happen. Sorry, boys, I can't hear you. Not sure what's happening Well, we'll continue, here. Tommy T. Uh, yeah. Lando's fight back, I think, also is important uh, to see as well. I mean, he starts, as you say, around that 15th position. Uh, yeah. He's He's got Bottas around him as well, as well as the Ferraris and Fernando Alonso. And we know that Fernando Alonso is a king at defending, yes. isn't he, especially after Hungary. That was phenomenal. Uh, hopefully we get to see a more helmet cam from him. But Lando really, I mean... We know he's quick, but oh. can he fight through the field? I think that car is pretty well positioned this week with his his current form and the way that that car set up for him. Like he was showing his form before he crashed out. To be honest, like he probably was going to put it close to pole, if not on the front row. Yeah. So I, I've got no worry with his pace. It's going to be other uh, conditions going to be okay for passing and making maneuvers. I think he's going to get back into the points fairly quickly, though, based on who's in front of him and how quick he was. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't put it past the old salty veterans to get in his way. <laughs> that's for sure. Because in the wet, like you need to be uber confident and like supremely skilled. It's not just there's confidence, but then there's also like you need to know the limits and what yeah. the, what the what the risk is by pushing that little bit further whereas the rookies we're going to see spin out i, I reckon Mazza spins guarantee oh yeah i think sonoda's going to be in the gravel <laughs> I, i'll i'll put more money on that than anything in this race to be honest is that those rookies two of the three are going to definitely spin yeah absolutely well i'm i'm excited for fernando i think he signed as, as well for an additional year in uh for for alpine i think he's going to stay around forever and i'm ha- i'm here for it because he's here for learned- kimmy's record of most most yeah. race starts isn't he That's well he Kim, let's be honest kimmy's not re-signing for for next year so he's got a he's got a couple of years to catch up after a two-year break for yeah. fernando well, um, fernando the- just passed rubens didn't he yeah i think i think, I think this, he did this yeah. race yeah yeah so, so uh, second most but he's also just such a great guy. Anyway, I'm really happy that he's back. I didn't think he would be last year, but I am really yeah. stoked that he's back. The weather, of course, is uh, really important. Campy, if we've got you back, what do you think in terms of how this plays out? If it's mixed conditions, does that suit Danny Rick better than if it was just wet or just dry? Uh, not sure it suits him either way. He's sort of is in one of those. He's in one of those positions. He's got to have the pace to get on the podium tonight. He, I think he's got the pace, but it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the cars around him do. That's what I talked about before. George Russell, you know, starting behind Danny Rick and then having not having the pace in the car to run with the top three, and that'll build the buffer for Danny Rick to do it. Um, but there will be incidents too, so I think stay out. <laughs> like when there's a crash, just stay out because it'll probably get yep. red flagged if it's in the yeah. rain. Um I think that's just stay out and go for as long as you can on the tyres and then react if the track's dry. And if you've got the gap up the front, well, don't compromise. Wait a lap. You might only lose seven or eight seconds, but, hey, you should have that gap by the time these things happen. But I think it'll be greasy all night. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it'll just be on and off, and I don't think we'll get to dry tyres at all. I think it'll just be Which is- between – I think it'll be intermediates for 75% of the race and then – which Wentz, is interesting because I'm not on. sure who's actually got fresh inters left because I'm pretty sure Merck used yeah. all of their inter allocation and all In of them are spent. Yep. So they're going to be using used for everyone. So it's going to be mm. super interesting to see who's actually been smart about their tire allocation. We saw them burning through in practices because that means you get fresh ones and stuff. So 
Yeah, I'm not sure. It'd be very interesting to find out before, but watch that as well because if you've got someone on older inters, they're after a couple laps they're spent, like they're they're cooked. Well, most most teams did save tires, and that's why George Russell qualified so well yep. as well. He had a brand new set of yep. tires for that last lap. He did, whereas everyone else was unused. Yep. So, yeah, you're right. The, the tire discussion will be interesting. And uh, but we've seen what happened with tires previously. They can turn into slicks yeah. if you run them long enough. So, accident. Pirelli just made like a magic tire. <laughs> Yeah. It is an accident by them because they're not doing anything. The other other, other thing I was going to say quickly before I dropped out was um, was the constructors for third with Ferrari and McLaren. Neck and neck. That is going to be be what we watch for the rest of the year. Um, And I I think it's going to be up to Sainz and Ricardo Mm. and how well they drive in the second half of this year, which determines the outcome for the constructors. I think Lando will continue to perform and Leclerc will get points as well. I mean, but Leclerc and Sainz are pretty equal Mm. as well. So I think if Danny Rick can sort his results out, which he has this weekend so far, I think they'll get that spending boost, which they need, and that'll be uh, be good for Danny Rick. Should have turboed Danny. Oh, I turboed Lando like an idiot. (laughs) I don't even remember what my team is. It's been I've that long since I checked it. Sonoda in there and he's got one point. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> do you think, boys, and last point before we finish up, do you think if Danny Rick gets a podium today that we can finally put the, the haters and the naysayers to bed properly and they'll shut up? Or do you think they'll just ride him unless it's not a win? Uh, they're chasing clicks, mate. I don't think it's going to change until... Uh, yeah, I, I hope so. I hope it kind of just, at least in his mind, at least he stops listening and caring about what people say, just which good. I don't think he does, but to some degree, yes. you start listening to some stuff, don't you? You can't ignore it forever. We can't ignore the F1 pit lane reporters the, asking you the same question each week. Jeez, they're idiots, aren't they? Uh, and the Lando lovers are all little English, you know, dweeby nerds that, <laughs> like, you know. Sorry, fan base. There it is. Sorry, handle Sorry listener. Lucky well, it's just the three I mean, of us talking, mate, and no one else anyway. is listening. <laughs> well, I don't care about anyone else's opinion. Classic, <laughs> you? So they're all squids true, anyway. True, true. Not squibs, yeah. squid. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks for quality. Uh, Did you watch Harry Potter to forget what squid was? <laughs> mate, if, believe it or not, I watched the last Did one. Because I was like, I'll check this <laughs> out. And then I realised it was in two <laughs> parts. I was like, geez, this movie. Did you watch just part two? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I watched God, part one. That would have been two. even better. You watched- uh, <laughs> it was all right. I didn't Start really with the get it. I didn't really get it. What a surprise. Like in a seven part well, series. <laughs> Well, I actually thought, oh, I should watch this from the start, put the first one, I'm like, this is a bloody kids movie, I'm not watching this. <laughs> oh. So I went straight to the last one. It was all James, right. can we start yeah, a new but- podcast, Campy Watches Films? <laughs> <laughs> I have the, the thing I have time for is more podcasts. So yes, yes, that's absolutely. true. Let's do that. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, we've got an acclaimed host now, so yeah, uh, that's good for us, Tommy. international acclaimed motorsport podcast, Jay Baldwin. <laughs> Have you got your uh, Have you got your ticket on? Uh, yeah, where's your blue check? Verification. Yeah. that's that's all we've been hearing about on text messages. Oh, I still haven't got my verification <laughs> ticket. <laughs> on. Like, that, that is all he wants. That is all he wants. Verified on Twitter. That's that all is he wants. slander, <laughs> slander, and not true, Your Honour. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Speaker. Uh, All right. Well, lads, thanks very much for that. Uh, Hey, listen, as I said before, uh, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, If you are also a little bit bored this week, uh, we reviewed the 1989 Suzuki Grand Prix. Tommy T had hair. We were still called the Oz F1 show. And I did 
a full race review in under a lap's time, which we completely forgot about, and then said in the podcast, we're going to do this every race, and then probably yeah. forgot about it. So uh, potentially might do that uh, tomorrow in the fastest yeah. lap. We'll see what happens. Tommy T will remind me. But uh, thank you to you for listening uh, and for watching. Uh, if you're on YouTube as well, look, uh, thank you for subscribing and doing all that sort of other stuff. I know it doesn't take much to do it, but it is a real commitment. Campy doesn't even know how to access the internet, let alone on YouTube. Clearly is a result of him today. So thank you for that. Uh, and don't watch the, the race build up. Watch MotoGP instead and then listen to Lakeside Drive's MotoGP yeah, podcast as well. The cracking MotoGP race. It's going to be great. Silverstone. Whoa. Sell me on it. Sell me on it. Give me, yeah. why should I watch? Manus. That's the... Because you'll actually see passing. <laughs> you'll actually see passing. You've got an Aussie that'll probably get a result, unlike <laughs> tonight. <laughs> the truth the tru- comes the sh- out. GR's <laughs> on for a podium. Sorry. Let's talk about MotoGP. Jack Miller's an amazing <laughs> GR squid. Just swap helmets. <laughs> Put him in the bin. Yeah, it's Silverstone, so that always produces good racing. And it looks like we're going to get some weather tonight also. So, see multiple conditions. And, uh, I mean, look. Yeah. Look, I love both. Oh, no, I'm pretty so. interested in watching. Oh, I love F1 more. I'm, I'm pretty interested in watching Karoon send Michael Schumacher, uh, uh, Mick Schumacher around in Michael's old car. I that will be good. That. that will be good. Only if you have it on mute and unmute it when Michael's talking <laughs> or Mick's talking. Uh, well, look, join our Discord as well. Link uh, in the description below. Huge... Oh, Karoon's commentating on MotoGP tonight, too. So that's another oh, good. good. One. Um, <laughs> huge, huge community on Discord. And shout out to you if you're listening and you're active on there. We really appreciate it. Uh, and don't forget to change your fantasy team name. Uh, we are choosing a winner at the end of the year of the best name. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you finish in the top three or not. If you've got the best name, you'll get some sick merch. That Tommy the only fantasy league where the points don't matter. Uh, that's, that sums us up, really, doesn't it? <laughs> well, that's, that's it for now. Looking forward to chatting in our uh, race review in only a couple of hours' time. See you then. Yeah, Michael was great. That podcast is really Go made off. by him. Stop He's it. really talented. <laughs> is that review? I should send it to you too, Campy. I did a review. Has that review <laughs> gone through? That was great. <laughs> I should review it too. How do I review no, it I without should. my name coming up? <laughs> Mine was Michael for president. Michael is incredible. What an absolute star podcaster. <laughs> Super informative podcast. And can't wait to learn more from the legends like Molly and learn more about this pioneering motorsport. James was fine. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm going to ask you what you've been up to in the uh, in the break, so it gives you an opportunity to uh, say that you got engaged, Campy, right. and then people can love on you on the podcast. You can Ooh. bring that up. Tommy will bring it up. I don't want to shatter the fans of all the women around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Do not put that at the end. That was a good audio. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) That is going at the end. No, it's not. (laughs) Do not. (laughs) R.I.P. Your engagement of three days. (laughs) Between lads. I don't want that shit on law. There's no one else listening. It's just the three of us. Yeah, boys. Isn't that right, listener? Sports Social Podcast Network.